Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. It's six minutes past six. I'd normally say, as always, thanks to Morris O'Connor, but Cueve, <laughs> Cueve is on the overtime <laughs> again. Yeah. So Can thanks, Cueve, off the air, Cueve, thanks for a magnificent <laughs> edition of Kilkenny today. <laughs> I know days of... Uh, of uh, uh, um, planning went into that <laughs> program, so the fair play. That's, that's all Alan and Regina. I, yeah. I could take no credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear Scott, how are you? I good, Jim. Not strange since you were here last. No, no, no didn't make any money. Anyway. No, no. Well, we wouldn't expect <laughs> you to. Jack Pints is back again, third week in a row. All good. Great finish out, Fernandez for oh, United. Yes. I'm always telling you. I've been telling you lads about yeah. Fernandez. He's <laughs> a great player, and you won't listen to me. You know, and you won't listen to me. I'm sure we might uh, we might elaborate on that a little bit oh. later on. As always, if you want to contribute to the program, if you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make, our text line is 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. That number, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a Clune Tech company. And you can get us on WhatsApp on 87 uh, a little bit later on we will be looking back at all things Premier League we'll be looking ahead at next weekend's fixtures we'll mention the Champions League and any other bits and pieces that happened since we were here last Tuesday night but of course we'll start with the local stuff which is the bedrock of this programme and we look back at the results from the weekend just gone by starting last Saturday evening and there was two games played in the FAI Junior Cup Tullerone they've had a tough couple of weeks on the road they were in Dublin in the Leinster Junior Cup the previous weekend they were well beaten by Hardwick but they were, they were beaten 7-0 Carlo by St. Pat's Boys and Greg Cullen good win for Highview at half seven last Saturday night they beat Corrick Ramblers 2-1 in the FAA Junior Cup so they progressed to the next round just to mention last Saturday the Leinster Youths Cup uh, Bridge United bowed out against Hanover Harps Freebooters bowed out against Bridge Rovers Gorey Celtic won 3-2 away to Evergreen great win for them the only Kilkenny side to progress last Saturday was Thomastown they went down to Ferns and they won 5-1 in the local leagues on Saturday night in the Division 2 league at 6 o'clock on the Kells Road Evergreen 46 drew 2 all with River Rangers B into Sunday and uh, more FAI Junior Cup action uh, Lions they went down to Wexford to play Wexford Bows and they were beaten 3-0 uh, Orma Villa they have been awarded a 3-0 win at home to Arclough Town Jack it's unusual Arclough Town were always a fairly big name the, the biggest name probably in Wicklow football to, to give a walk over is, a, is a strange to see it that is, happening there must be something going on up there because it's not like them and like you said when I seen it that it was a walk over Big surprise. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm sure Eddie McAvoy wasn't giving oh, out. He wasn't giving out on Saturday when he got the phone call. The All Kilkenny tie, which took place in Comer uh, last Sunday morning, Bridge United's great start to the season continued. That's in all competitions they've they've won a couple of league games. They won the Leinster Junior Cup and they won the FEI Junior Cup. Now on Sunday they won three two away to Comer. They're scoring goals, Jack, but they're conceding them as well. They, they are, they are. But I suppose it's a good thing that you're scoring goals and it's a work in progress. You would think that you know they're trying to maybe stop conceding. Yeah. Yeah, they had a good weekend. They had a good season last last season. They're doing things. They're, they're trying to do things the right way down in Goresbridge. So a good win for them. They have a big test coming up this weekend. Big we'll one. talk about that in a minute. Evergreen in the FAI Junior Cup progressed handily enough. They won six one at home to Parkville from Tullow and Castle Warren. They went down to Bunclody. They they took the lead down in Bunclody. They were winning one nil for for a good part of the first half, but uh, they ended up on the wrong side of a five two scoreline down in Bunclody in the FAI Junior Cup. Only one game played in the St Canis's Credit Junior. 
the Premier Division. Uh, Clover's poor start to the season continues. It's three defeats from three now. Of course, one of them was a walkover, but they were beaten 5 0 and went to Thomastown A. And it's looking like a season of struggle ahead for Clover. There was one game played in the Division 1 League, Evergreen Sea, who lost their first game of the season against their own B team, but they've re- rebounded well and they've won two on the bounce and they've won, they won um, 4 1 against Freshford. That was Freshford's first outing in the league. Freshford will, as we've said here before, will probably continue to struggle until such time as the hurling is over out there. There was three games played in the Emeralds Tiles League Division 2, which wasn't actually three been played because Highview Athletic B conceded to Booters B. Something, Jack, is starting to walk overs at this hour, this time of the season. There seems to be just a little bit more happening than you'd, than you'd yeah, like to see. And yeah, especially when you're seeing B teams like that giving walkovers, you're saying maybe should these teams have actually or, or have they the players to actually have two yeah. teams in leagues like that it's a good point because this is it, 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 this is a new team Highview B and, and look at they're doing things they're doing a lot of stuff right down at Greg the man at Highview are and you know they've great facilities really strong uh, really strong club and I can un- and I can identify they want to have a B team but you know and, and ordinarily a lot of these B teams are full of younger lads you know what I mean and yeah. Sunday mornings you know can be fragile enough if you have enough especially young lads especially if Ireland are playing South Africa the night before not saying and we're just speculating of course <laughs> the other two games were actually played East End had a good win 4-0 at home to Lions B East End will probably uh, contend in that division along with Booters B and one or two others East End having won Division 3 last year so that's a that's a 100% record 2 from 2 for them in the league and Stonyford uh, won 6-2 against Thomastown B and I see a certain post on, on Facebook Jack a certain Damien Raggett Bad played son. for Stonyford with his own son on yeah, Sunday and his son is Jack as well I think is if, it, I'm, yeah. if I'm correct I could be wrong now but yeah yeah good at like, because Damien is playing in the over 35s leagues for um, for Bridge United who are very strong in that over 35 league himself and Sean Barco up front they still do a job in a lot oh, of junior absolutely. teams but uh, I've seen it myself with, with our own club with Jim Nugent and playing with his own sons it's a great achievement it is, it's, uh, great, it's great to see and you know they've all always had a strong tradition out there Stonyford and obviously the Raggets are, are heavily involved oh, yeah. in it so it's great to see yeah and Stonyford like you know normally the, I'd be always saying here every Tuesday and every Saturday that until like Harry Shocker betting the hurling Stonyford will struggle but that's a couple of wins they've had now in the last few weeks so and Thomastown B had made a good start to the league so fair play to uh, to Stonyford there there was plenty of Kilkenny teams in action in all the under 50 and the underage uh, Skechers Cups and all them but we haven't got time to go into all them results looking ahead then to everything that's coming up locally and there's a mix and match because there's a number of different competitions on at the weekend different clubs playing in different competitions which is not the norm this time of the year normally it's fairly stringent you know Leinster Junior FEI Junior whatever at the weekend there's a lot of Kilkenny teams under 12 under 14 under 16 in action in the Skechers Cups also the under 14 Girls National Cups there's a lot of Kilkenny teams in action in all of those in the FEI Youths Cup Booters are a home to Gory Rangers Evergreen are a home to Camp Hyle from Wexford Thomastown are on the road not far to go off Bagnellstown from Carlow Court Bagnestown who for years played their trade in the Kilkenny District League and Bridge United they're on their way down to Court Town normally Court Town is a nice is a nice place to go but this time of the year I'm not so sure it'll be a windy wet spot down and go down there on Sunday there's only one game in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division Clover out again they're home to Highview at 11 o'clock and they're three defeats from three Highview you know first time back in the Premier Division in a couple of years they were beaten in their first game of the season but that was against Bridge United who are going well and 
they had a good win in the FEI Junior Cup last weekend Highview and they may well follow up away to Clover in Ratdowney next Sunday morning into Division 1 League Castle Warren Celtic are home to Freshford this is Freshford's second outing again I'd be fancying Castle Warren to win this I say Freshford will struggle till the hurling is over a normal Villa play Evergreen B uh, Eddie McAvoy of course who was involved with Evergreen for, for a number of years Evergreen B have only played one game in the league and that was against their C team they won that their C team have won twice since so that form is fairly strong this is Armand Villa's first game in the league so be interesting to see how that goes uh, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in Garen Green there's five games down for the division, decision in the Division 2 league New Park are home to Stonyford uh, time is not down for that yet funnily enough the next three games are at 11 o'clock Lions B are at home to Evergreen 46 Thomastown B are at home to Highview B and River Rangers B they travel into town into the Fair Green to play Booters B you'd be fancying Booters B to win that one uh, Lions B and Evergreen 46 hard to call as is Thomastown B and Highview B Spa United are home to Dean Celtic at 2 o'clock in, in Johnstown that's Dean Celtic be. Now in the other in other competitions there's two games in the Mar Shield and uh, Jack, we were saying Bridge United have made a really good start to the season and they have they've won four games on the trot in a number of competitions but this is a NASA test for them in the Mar Shield on Sunday against Booters uh, Booters again going well and you know, this is a real indication now you'll see where Bridge United really are after this. Yeah, absolutely. But again, look, they've played Thomastown as well, who, who, who are strong you, you would have to say, but look, Booters are, you know, will be, I, I think Bridge United will be you know, delighted that they've got home advantage on this more yeah, than anything Yeah, big time. have to go into the Astro inside the yeah, fair ring. exactly. Yeah. But again, look, they'll be looking to maybe, you know, stem the flow of goals that they're conceding and, and, and try and keep it. But they, they will have their hands full with three boards. Yeah, but like, I mean, they've made a really good start and it can be a really special weekend for them if they can, if they can beat Booters because that's, like we all know, you played with Booters and Evergreen in your time. For us, the likes of the rest of us, you know, to get an opportunity and if you did on an occasion get to beat one of them, like it's a, it may, you know, it's a real boost for a club to get to beat yeah, one of them. Yeah, it does and it, it's kind of, you know, it, it kind of maybe galvanises and, and, and you yeah. know, let you know that what you're doing is right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Of course so. does. It also is great when, when, when somebody beats Evergreen or Booters, like say Evergreen, like, I remember we beat Evergreen in the in McCallum Cup last season. You know, everyone else was contacting you saying, yes, fair play to you. Not that they were congratulating us, they were delighted that it was after opening up the whole thing for all the yeah. rest of them, which is fair enough, and the same vice versa. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, East End, they're home to Dean Celtic on Sunday morning. Now that's an interesting one too because East End are going well. They're in Division 2 this year, one Division 3 last year. Dean Celtic back up in the Premier Division but there wouldn't be a huge gap I'd say this, there'd be a smell of a shock down in Benesbridge Sunday morning East End would love this now Yeah absolutely you could be if, if it was a league game you'd nearly be saying an, you'd nearly be putting an X on it but yeah I mean very close one to call there you know obviously East End are yeah, always a good strong there's tradition There's still two divisions between them so in theory Dean Celtic should be the better side but I have a feeling that there's not a huge gap between these teams Well the one thing I would say about East End is that it, it was, it's always a tough place to go you know you're going up to the top of that hill and, yeah, and yeah. you know in, in through the gates and it's never an easy game but Dean Celtic you would have to say I'll fancy their chances against Yeah them. what you're like I mean if you're drawn against a team two divisions below you and you're a Premier Division team you should be fancying and I just have a feeling that that might be a difficult enough outing for Dean Celtic Sunday morning there's two games in the Leinster Junior Cup these are left over from a couple of weeks ago Callan are at home to Terranoa Rangers under 21s Callan I should mention in the FAI Junior Cup last weekend they were due to play away to Greystones in Wicklow on Sunday morning that game 
was called off the pitch in Greystones was waterlogged so that means they lose home advantage so that game is refixed for next weekend so Callan gain home advantage in that game so in, I'm sure no matter what state the pitch is in Callan next Sunday week yeah. they'll, be, they'll be making sure it'll be alright for that uh, I don't turn no Rangers some of these Dublin teams have a habit in the Leinster during the Cup of putting in their under 21 sides that doesn't mean this could be still really good you know what I mean I, I've never really heard to turn no Rangers that haven't been a name that come across to me no, before but sometimes you find out when you have these under 21s teams being put in it, it means that the club is, is solid and there's good quality within it at all levels so look Callum won't be taking that for granted when a Dublin team is coming down oh yeah exactly and then in the Evergreen they of course didn't play in the Leinster Junior Cup last weekend because they were in the Leinster Senior Cup they're playing again this is a new one on me I meant to ring Gary today but I didn't get a chance Park Orient FC never heard of him never I think the fact that we've never heard of him that's good news for Evergreen and Absolutely. the fact that they have him at home next Sunday morning you'd have to be assuming that Evergreen will be too strong for them again a number of Kilkenny teams out in the school boys over the weekend in all them Skechers Cups so we wish them all the best of luck just another couple of bits and pieces locally Gavin Houlihan was he, what vintage was Gavin Gavin scored again for the weekend for Grimsby over in the, over in the English it? League what, what, was he around the same vintage as you he, he would have been a year younger year or two years max younger than me yeah yeah, yeah, you know, brilliant, so brilliant player, but always played higher level. So I would have played against him. Now he was he was maybe gone at an early stage as well. So you know we wouldn't have played against him up to maybe under 18s or He was gone early, but a, a very very good player and great to see him make a real career out of it. Yeah, over yeah, there absolutely. Because even in the lower divisions in England, there's still a, there's still a great career to be made over there. Yeah, and Gavin, absolutely. and he's a bit of a hero in in uh, in Grimsby as well. You know what I mean? And uh, just to mention that the Oscar Trainer competition, which hasn't been played. Um, so myself and Jim were managers in 18 and 19 we were beaten in two finals and then in in 20 it was shaping up well we were in the quarter final uh, Johnny the Dub was managing and they got to a quarter final and then Covid hit so it was all obviously blown out of the water so um so it hasn't been played since but it's back now this season there's a new Oscar trainer trophy Darren Doyle from Bridge United is the new manager part of the management team he has Emmett Houlihan with him one or two others still to be still to be confirmed so best of luck to Darren I'm sure we'll be talking to I'm not sure we will be talking to him prior to all the different Oscar trainer games I believe their first game is the the October bank holiday weekend I think this whatever the Sunday is the 29th I think it is that's when their first game is they have a nice enough draw they're in with Carlo who beat us of course in the final in 18 we don't want to be reminded some of us don't want to be reminded of that they're also in with Kildare and Wexford Kildare that league is a summer league of course so they'll be coming to the end of their to the end of their football now the Wexford would be very strong if all the Wexford Bows and the Shamrock Rovers and the Gory Rangers and the North End boys all have, a, have an appetite for the Oscar trainer that would make Wexford very strong but Kilkenny the Jack, there's really, really good players in Kilkenny. Oh, I mean, absolutely! And if yeah. they get the commitment, you you, you played Oscar trainer in it for nine seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's great competition. It's, it's brilliant. I look forward to it every every year because you're going up against first and foremost, you're going up against players that you've never played against before or rarely play against. Yeah, yeah. And and the standard is always is always that little bit better than than local league. You know. Well, not only that, but you should be like when you're playing when you're a junior soccer player, say, and even if you're playing junior soccer at a high level like the Booters and Evergreen lads are, you still the opportunity to play for your county it should be an honour and it's something you want to get on you know what I mean yeah, you want yeah. to be on it every year you, you, you know you want to whatever position you're playing and you want to say well I want to be on that position yeah, for yeah. the Oscar trainer absolutely you know? so we'll be keeping a close eye on that as I said I think they're in with Carlo Kildare and Wexford the other the other the other 
uh, group in the Leinster is tough. The AUL, the Leinster Senior League, and the Army. Well, it's all about getting out of the group. It is all about getting know, out of the group. Yeah, we were the same. And, you know, and the Kenny Youths, the interleague draws in as well. They're in with the combined counties. They're in with Wexford, and they're in with the Dublin District Schoolboys League. So that's a tough group. Yeah, Whenever you see the draw coming and the DDSL are in again, you, you know, you know that you have a tough time ahead. But look at all that means that the local season is really, really hotting up nicely. And over the next few weeks, we'll be interviewing different people regarding that different matches and everything. And uh, uh, the Oscar trainer, as I said, I was talking to Darren the other day. He gave me a ring. We, uh, gave me a ring. We were chatting there for a few minutes. So we wish him and all the, the lads that are involved with the Oscar trainer team all the best to look. Right, 22 and a half minutes past six. We better go and pay a few bills when we come back. We'll be talking about last weekend in the Premier League and what a weekend it was for Chelsea. Another scoreless weekend, Cueve, after spending only a billion. <laughs> TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and DAF parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 25 past six, just gone 25 past six. If you want to contribute to the programme, we have our text line 086 353 7782. That's 086-353-7782. That text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. You can also get us on WhatsApp on 87 4011 That's on WhatsApp, 87 Right, lads, with an even split the weekend just gone by, very rare, five in the app, five on Saturday, five on Sunday, so we'll meet them in the order they were played. Uh, Crystal Palace nil, Fulham nil. It's predictable a draw, Bear. Surely you had... Now, I know I had the X on this in the, in the treble yeah. as well. On the, on the, this was a... Scant, that was, yeah. It was a real... A banker draw. A banker draw. Yeah, I mean, you a draw. Well, the two of us said last... We said for Jack said last week that could be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't a surprise. It was nil-nil. But, uh, you know... These teams, when they play one another, Jack, you know, when you look at even the league table, there's nothing between these no, teams. No, it just has that kind of mid table clash kind of game about it. Yeah, not, even at this stage of the season. Yeah, draw, yeah. Yeah. Luton won, Wolves won, Bear. Luton got their first point of the season. Wolves, I had them in the yeah. treble. That was the, they were down to 10 men, which yeah, didn't help. Yeah. But um, Luton. Like, at home they'll battle and they'll battle and they'll battle but it's it's not going to be enough uh, is it? They're still found wanting but look they'll be happy enough they're off the mark they got a point and yeah, yeah. Like, Jack it's very hard to is, is there any light at the end of the loop? I, I, don't, I don't think so and again look we, we've mentioned it a few times the only real light that they have is that home advantage that little tight ground yeah. you know and look I mean Wolves coming to town I think a, a, a pint is, is a good result for them, but I don't give them any hope. Yeah, Queef. Yeah, look, like like that. Like, I know at this stage, it's early doors. I mean, there's themselves, Burnley, Sheffield United, all have only the one yeah. point as well. Like, So, I mean, you, you wouldn't know. Like that, the home home games will make a difference. But, again, who, you know, you have to be looking at, say, like that, the Wolves game, those other games. Yeah, like, these are the home them. games that, like, Luton should be, yeah. they have to be looking, right, home to Wolves, that's that's a target in three points. I think like, a lot comes into play here with these kind of teams is the kind of investment they get in, in the January transfer window, you know. I don't think they'll invest because I, I think, think they'll they be cut so far adrift that it, they just, it'll, be cha- it'll be sending good money yeah, after bad. If, if you could be there or thereabouts or still within a... Yeah, well, then you could, then, yeah, then it might be... The, the owners might yeah, go, right, could just give you a few pounds. Man City 2 Nottingham Forest nil, and I have to say I looked at this after 14 minutes 
Foden scored after seven, Haaland scored after 14, and I said, this is going to be, well, a lad out living our way used to call it a massacre one time. It was a, ma- <laughs> that's how we used to pronounce the massacre. Um, well, it didn't turn out that way. Guardiola was yellow carded, Rodri was red carded at the start of the second half. You know, but I was surprised at him actually. Yeah, it was you stupid know, what he never done. struck. I always thought he was a, a lad that could keep his head. Mm-hmm. But if you look back at that, your man that he had a bit of a set to with hit him a fierce tackle about a minute before before this incident. And I say he was just trying to get his own back, you know. But it's six from six, Jack, and it's looking ominous, isn't it? It's like a game of football manager now at this stage where you put in the cheat code you know but again like what, like what Boris said I was very surprised with Rodri because he's usually the yeah. calm and influence within and that he's going to, and, and, the, and he's going to miss the Arsenal game now oh, yeah. which is as you know and everyone said ah sure they have the squad they have the squad and they do but there's still a core few yeah. players that, well, and he's one now, of them like, yeah, I agree. every team every big team good team have three or four lads that they don't want to be without and he's definitely one yeah, that that's him and Kevin De Bruyne now that are missing out of that midfield yeah you know but Queef, you know they could just yeah, and you see Guardiola after 20 minutes getting a yellow card in a game that they were already 2-0 up in you know yeah like there was, there was discipline long, yeah there was long periods that game it was like a training match for him but like Forrest in a way nearly brought that on like brought it on like they were they were putting in a few like bursts a few heavy challenges they I know but Chase that's what you expect them to well, do well that was it they wanted <laughs> like to you're supposed to go to the main road yeah. or wherever they call it now yet yet and just lay down and take her bait yeah, and, you yeah, know and what I mean I think like, they were right to do that I mean and look and in the second half it was a different game in the second half for a lot of it um, like Forrest had a lot of the ball and but, you know City were again look comfortable in the end but like the red card it was a mixture of Soft and Rodri being stupid. And would you lift your hand? Jack, yeah, you lift yeah, your yeah, hand. You're, 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 if you lift your hand and you grab a ladder or even attempt to grab a ladder. It happened to Casemiro last season, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, pretty much identical. There's no point in coming out crying that that's harsh. Like, Bear, that's a yellow. I know uh, in the old days, you wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a free given again. You know, as a matter of fact, you get clapped in the back for it in the old days, but those yeah. days are gone. Other gone, they're well gone. But they're six from six and it is looking ominous. Yeah, well, that's why I said last week, they're starting, every win is a. They're getting closer to the finish. Well, the, the only hope is that City over the last few seasons have finished very strong. You know, they've kind of nearly stuttered at the start of the season. Well, it's like it's like strong. that they're training themselves, to, you know, to be to be at the top of their game. You know, March, April, May time. You yeah, know what I mean? So, so you'd be, you know, the, the the one maybe hope is that maybe they might have a bit of, of a dip. Middle or later. Only, a, only a true Manchester United yeah. fan could. <laughs> well, listen, they're not going to be anywhere close to him anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. No, Bear. Here's one for you now. Uh, I've been waiting for this now. Uh, <laughs> Brentford won. Yes. Everton, Everton three. Three yeah. goals in deadly, the one game. Deadly. In the one season, uh, three uh, goals for Everton. Said, uh, oh, how long is it since they got three, <laughs> and three, three go- goals? I can't remember. But look. I did say last week against Arsenal the week before, they were beaten, but they showed something that they hadn't been shown. They showed a bit of fight and they showed, you know, a lot of good things, I thought. And um, there are not too many teams going to go to Brentford this year and win. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And especially mm. beaten by two goals. Yeah. Everton could take a lot. And you see, they have Luton at home this week and they have Bournemouth at home the following week. 
and then they have a couple of other ones where they could get you know, oh, so they're heading for, they're going to be in the champions to fight for <laughs> Jesus they were doomed they were listen, doomed for the Foxhall yeah, Conference a couple but, of weeks ago I know listen, you're talking about going, <laughs> listen the rest of them are so bad they might qualify yeah, for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know Calvert-Loon and the score sheet if they keep him fit like Jack you know I know everyone and they've struggled for a few seasons but they're surely three worse teams in the league than Everton oh yeah absolutely but they've got some decent players there I mean Tarkowski had a great game I think he had a goal and an assist and like you said Calvert-Lewin coming back if they can wrap him in cotton wool and get him to you know hit the yeah. onion bag a few times I, I, I think they'll be alright I was he's the nearest thing to John Terry that I know he's mm. a very very good underrated he's a very you know, Deutsch he'll get player. you a he goal is. or he'll make a goal or whatever but he'll play his part at the back you it's know? consistency with him though they it need to do it, it over a, over uh, a s- sustained period of games yeah but like is, is, is this now is this the new normal Cueve Everton now a goal scoring <laughs> machine I doubt it I think we're going to get the and nil again over the next couple of weeks but like you said I mean look I thought start of season that I had Everton one of me bottom three but it just looks like the way the season has started yeah. there are going to be a, a few worse than them like there's there's some poor teams yeah, in this yeah. league lads I mean there's no question of it there are some poor yeah. teams like everyone goes on about the quality of the Premier League and look at, at the top level but there are some poor teams and there's poor teams going to stay in the Premier League this year as a yeah. result of that and we will talk about Sheffield United in a yeah we'll come to that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, speaking of poor teams United actually managed to win a game <laughs> the weekend Jack will give you first dibs on this uh, one nil away to Burnley. Look at when you're when things are not going right for you, and you're on a bad run. You'll take a dirty, smelly one nil win. Watch away from home. Yeah, absolutely. If you offered me one nil away to Burnley every season, I would take yeah. it. Um, I think it was actually a quite controlled performance out of United look we knew Johnny Evans was starting at centre back automatically you know we're going to be playing deeper we're not going to be playing on the halfway line because he hasn't the pace to get in behind uh, and I thought we controlled uh, look the, the 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 big talking point was Burnley had I think 60% of the possession which yeah, how do you, how is it like well the one thing I would say about that is it's okay the opposition having 60% of the possession if it's your goalkeeper and your centre back that has it you know if it was the centre midfielder and the forward line that were having 60% of it oh, you'd be worried I think United were happy to let them have it play a deep line and hit him on the counter attack. Given the fact that we've got so much, so many injuries, I I think it was a good controlled performance, and I take the one away. And a wonderful finish from a wonderful player, <laughs> a brilliant player. <laughs> the, the, the ball that Johnny Evans oh, in was unbelievable. Yeah. Left foot, yeah. yeah. How many, for, how, many, how many millions did Johnny Evans cost us just <laughs> we gave him away for not 10 know, years ago yeah. for the little <laughs> it's amazing the way things turn in football yeah, isn't it but yeah. it's the thing like, I, I, like, and we'll talk about Chelsea and, and I, I kind of want to talk about kind of the leaders in that team I mean, Johnny Evans coming back he's you know he's spent so many years with United before he left now he's back he knows the ins and outs of that club he's the sort of player that maybe is needed in that dressing room at the moment mm. and will spark like he was brilliant in the game when, when I saw he was down yeah, the goal disallowed as well yeah, didn't he yeah, 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 yeah. 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 so I, I, I had Jack on the on the TikTok he was me running commentary while I was watching the rugby <laughs> nearly fell off the seat when Johnny Evans scored because I heard him roaring <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always felt that United made a big mistake when they let Johnny Evans go I, I always consider Johnny Evans an excellent player and you have a theory on that Jack with Van Gaal he made yeah, one or two bad he, he did like the like of Chikorito he let go at the time Johnny Evans there was a few players in around that Manchester United squad that you know might not have been maybe 
long-term starters but would have been good squad players and yeah, Johnny Evans was on to them yeah because if you remember uh, Johnny Evans always reminded me back in with Ferguson with John O'Shea yeah. there was never a talk of John O'Shea leaving United no. to get to get regular first team football anyway because he yeah. was right back one week yeah, he was he left was back the next week yeah. he was centre midfield centre yeah. half yeah. and Ferguson always put a value in that well, Evan, Evans wouldn't have been as as um, as versatile as that, but still, you know. Anyway. Now let's not get carried away. He's no. not a long-term solution. He's Harry absolutely <laughs> not. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He no. might be a little bit more long-term than Harry Maguire, though. <laughs> <laughs> Into Sunday, look at. I always say, look, I love an old two o'clock game on a Sunday. You know, I had a bad old dose on me. You know what I mean? I was sitting down. I was watching the telly. Arsenal two, Spurs two. It was a cracking game, lads. Yeah. It was a cracking game, and Spurs were full value. Jack for the two of them were unlucky not to win it. They were. I mean, a lot of talk. You know, looking at uh, some of the. I suppose people talking about it since the game was you know Declan Rice going off was a was a big issue for Arsenal. I think Spurs were probably the better team while Rice was even on the field. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, and they were unlucky. I mean, you know, uh, James Madison is, is has been the signing of the summer. He was absolutely brilliant, and he, he's sparking up a real connection there with Youngman's son. But again. I would say about Spurs probably throughout the entirety of the season I think they're going to have a little bit of issue with depth in their squad yeah but for the time being and Cueve they, they play lovely football and mm. two brilliant finishes out of Son yeah. the second finish like Tom you hear about Lanza he passed the ball into the net well Son passed the ball into yeah, the yeah. net but I, and I think it's because we, we've talked about that about what was he going to do with, with Kane being gone who was going to go in Son has slotted in there perfectly. Yeah. Do you know, it was. It doesn't look like he was. You know, he, he wasn't used to playing in that position, but he's just gone into it no problem. Um, it's going no away well on that captain's armband on him either. No, no yeah. absolutely not. And and better, you know, Arsenal. You know, they, they didn't deserve to win the game and looking I to get know, the point I, over I, the end. I think you know Arsenal are kind of struggling along in a way, but they're they're getting results. You know, they're they're doing okay, but they're not as good as they were this time last year. And this know. is after spending. You know, a couple of hundred million or whatever. You know, yeah. I mean, Declan Rice was supposed to be the, uh, you know, the, he was supposed to be the one that was going to bridge the gap between mm. them, or at least attempt to bridge the gap between they're, them. They're missing centre forward. Yeah, because Jesus is not an out and out. I think he plays forward. better off the left side. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, a Rashford yeah. He's Rick Rashford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brighton won three one against Bournemouth. They had, they were, they were robbed in Europe a couple of nights beforehand, but um, they went one 0 down against Bournemouth, and uh, they came back and won three one and. Look at lads, I'm really impressed with Brighton. They, they will, they're not ones to bank on in the pools because they do throw in a stinker. But when they play well, they play really well and they're a good side bearer. Uh, they are good. And I, I, knew, I knew they'd be better than Bournemouth anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, and Cueve or Jack, you know, they are a good side, Brighton. And like they're up there, they're, they're in the Champions League places and the way things are shaping up, who's to say they won't, they won't be battling up at that end of the table for the rest of the season? Yeah, and I mean, them stinkers that you're talking about are getting less and less in fairness to them, you know. Yeah. Um, Toma with two goals, you know, um, his quality. I've, he, he'll be the next one from from Brighton. I think that. Will oh, he will. Yeah. And they bought him for you know two bags of potatoes and an apple. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's got so. a degree. <laughs> he's got a, got a degree in dribbling. Yeah. He actually done a degree on how to dribble. Well, I know a lad has a degree in dribbling as well, but <laughs> 15 points again, this is what it was. Anyway, we won't go into it. Cueve, uh, there's only one place we can start with this one. Uh, we were sneering there for the last few weeks about how many times are we going to say Everton nil. Well, here's yeah. one for you. Chelsea nil, Aston Villa won. And to be fair, you get you got nil at the start, so you held on to it, Cueve. Yeah, like, you could nearly just copy and paste what I've said for the last so many weeks since the Luton game, that it's all this creativity and all this great passing and great movement and absolutely no end product. 
and yeah. after spending yeah. a billion euros like all joking and sneering aside Cueve like that's unforgivable yeah. and like look I, I said last week and we were ta- talking about the, the bench like there's no one when, when Aston Villa went ahead like who does Pochettino turn around and go well who's going to get me out of this hole there's, yeah, we might have spent a billion pounds but there's nothing there to say right you'll bring on bring on Broja he brought him on but he's not going to light it up for you and turn the game around like as I said as I said about United and leaders there's no leaders in that team there's no John Terry Frank Lampard Drogba anymore like I mean you're talking about they spent there's at least three players in that team that are maybe four that they've spent the best part of a hundred million on like yeah. what do you get for a hundred million now lads well, let's say like you know Modric Caicedo oh, like you. Enzo Fernandez has been the best player but yeah. that's like <laughs> best of a bad bunch you know but, but it's, it's strange but Jack you, what, yeah, you, and you have some interesting stats on this yeah Chelsea so I, I, I was reading it yesterday over the last 35 games for Chelsea which is basically a, a three, three games short of a full season uh, their average points per game has been 0.8 which would get you relegated in every single Premier League season since its inception that's unbelievable. No, I mean it is. It's and like you said, look, the last couple of weeks I've been kind of half joking about myself even, and kind of trying to find some bit of something in it. But it's just so, it's flat. And like I've I've looked at the next kind of I think eight nine league fixtures up until nearly Christmas. I really can't see where we're going to get too many points out of it. Just I'll run through them quickly. Fulham away, Burnley away, Arsenal at home, Brentford at home, Spurs away, City at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, United away. Something against Fulham or Burnley, maybe, but out of the rest of those, I really can't see where we pick up points. I said at the start of the season, I thought we could sneak into top four. We'd be lucky to get in the top half with the way this is going. If it was anyone else, only Pochettino is there. I mean, he's been talking about a, a long term project. Is anyone else to be his project to be over before Christmas? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Does he last? I, I don't know. I mean, but like, where else? Yeah, and I think it's similar to what United and and, and, and uh, you know, I think Pochettino is going in there. What difference is a new manager going to make there? Exactly. You could I think the whole club is run oh, a stink. You could have Mourinho off two thousand and five in mm. managing that team and he wouldn't he wouldn't get it out of him. Um like it is it's it's you have so much there's an unbelievable amount of talent. But it's the talent is not performing. You might spend a billion pounds and whatever, but there's no, there's nothing just, coming. It's, 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 which is, it's amazing when you think about it. I, I, I think it, ju- it just goes to show that owners buying players does not. Oh, work. not at oh, all. Yeah, that's true. Jack. Not at all. But the week before, Jimmy Fry Hasselbank was on. They were after being beaten. The week I don't know who better. But anyway, <laughs> the Jimmy Fry Hasselbank was saying Chelsea are trying to put the perfect team mm. together, and he said they have two thirds of his right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Like I, I worry. As well about how long is Todd Bowley going to stay interested in this? Like, but how much? How is he, he like this guy must have? Like I mean, how many yeah. millions and billions is he willing to squander before he says, "Ah, here, take this and, for and, a game of cowboys." And his way of buying these players and giving them these eight-year contracts and everything is—he's looking to make money. It's—he's not. But he's how not is he going to make in, money at this yeah. rate? Well, There's no it. making yeah. money at this rate. He's—he's he's thinking, well, if I can get in a lad eight-year contract in four or five years' time, like I can look, sell him and he's looking—he's looking at all the mar- every player that's in every nook and cranny and every. Every league, if there's a lad that he thinks is a good player, he's just going to buy him. 
when you throw them into the squad. The worry about them eight-year contracts is is if you have a group of players who are not playing well and not performing, and and team like the 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 category of teams that are going to come in and try and buy them, and we have it at United trying to get the likes of Harry Maguire. Say, I've got an eight-year contract mm. here on three hundred grand a week. Yeah. Why would I go to West Ham for a hundred grand? Yeah. And you're stuck with them then for six yeah. years. Because men <laughs> quite quickly. We just the last two games: Liverpool three-one against West Ham. I firmly believe. And look at the three scores: Salah, Nunes, Jota. Like they, they, you know, and they also have they also have uh, Diaz, and you know they have a serious attacking threat. Uh, and uh, I think Liverpool are. If there is a if there is a contender. To run City close this season, I think it's Liverpool. Jim, there's, there's no contender, but Liverpool will do. Well, li- Liver- I think Liverpool will be second then, Jack. I know, and I would stick to my craw to say it as well. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> look, try and try and get the words out of your mouth. Yeah, uh, no, I think so. I think so. And look, uh, the worry for them is the defence. But we've seen Van Dijk come back. He got man of the match. Um, but yeah, yeah. They've, they've got some serious firepower going forward. Who are starting to play yeah. really well, and they've and they've strengthened midfield. They have. They they've have, strengthened yeah. midfield. We were we were every Tuesday night here last season. And we were going on about Liverpool's problems in the middle of the field, and they and they've addressed that, mm. you know, and they're going to be. I'm still oh, not convinced. What, what would Chelsea <laughs> give for those? Three? Oh, well, yeah. no, Quive, hold on a minute. Well, you're not like, convinced. Because this is no, a Chelsea fan talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, tell us, tell us why they're going to be renegade. Like, I mean, I thought, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought West Ham they could have could have had a couple of goals early in that game. Should have had a couple of goals early in that game, and it would have been a completely different thing. Like you know, like I said about the Wolves game, the, the score flattered them. No. Look, when the when they got the goals, they got them well, and and it, they 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 won it well, won it convincingly. But again, I'm, I'm not fully convinced with it. Like I said, West Ham, they really they should have been in front early. West Ham, I, I it could have been a very different game. I had it done for the draw. Yeah, that was her <laughs> so then. Well, that explains it then. Yeah, oh, that was his scene, has it? Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, flattering to deceive, Newcastle won eight 0 away to Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield That's United so had actually had had. A, a couple of half decent results in the weeks leading up to this is and eight different scores that must yeah. be a record it is a record is yeah. it yeah it is yeah, yeah. and the manager said in his uh, post-match press conference that you have to uh, expect these results coming up to the Premier League wow so eight that, home yeah so but and, and uh, probably the most damning thing it was from eight different goal scorers yeah. which was which is crazy yeah unreal uh, an unbelievable statistic right we're way behind schedule we have to take the last ad break keep it nice and short Cueve. when we come back we'll be looking ahead at next week's fixtures in the English Premier League The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme Offside Soccer only on Community Radio Kilkenny City Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny and you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. One last time, I'll give you the text number. We have a couple in there. We'll try and get to them before the programme is over. 086-353-7782. That text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is, of course, a Cluntech company. Right, lads, we've uh, 12 minutes or so the weekend. Unusually, there's eight games on Saturday, which is rare. There's, there's not that much action on Sunday. Only one, I think one game Sunday and one game Monday, I think, the way it is. But I put it to that the best game of the whole weekend potentially is the very first game at half 12 on Saturday Burr Villa and Brighton has the makings of a cracker uh, well matched on paper definitely it, it looks like a 
Home advantage might just give Villa the, the edge. You think so? I do, I do. Why not I, so? I think Villa have been underrated in a way, you know. I think they threw now, in a few stinkers though as well. Like they, I they do, not, but when they're, when they're good, they're not bad. I'd fancy, I think these are the kind of games now that break. <laughs> I think these are the kind of games, I, I, I'd fancy Brighton in this. What do you think, we? I, I, I don't know, like, I always would avoid the early game for back in anything, but uh, I think... Oh, well, it's, it's grand if you get it up. <laughs> yeah, it's grand if you get it up, but it's a killer if you, if, and if you have to go and pick another one before three o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I'd be kind of more inclined towards the draw, like like as Boris said, they're very evenly matched. Uh, um, seven or seven. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think they could like could cancel one another out. Like Villa are pretty, Villa are pretty good at home. They are good at home. Yeah, Emery has has, has uh, will have them very well set up for this game, and I yeah, I'd be going going with the X. Jack. I'm going to go Brighton on this one. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I think Tells myself and Jack Pines, first time in three weeks we've agreed on something. <laughs> I think if Brighton want to be up there, you know, in amongst the, the, the talking for maybe top four, these are the games you need to be you need to be winning. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth are home to Arsenal, lads. You know, are, you know, Bournemouth are one of these sides where they may be probably the main be- beneficiary of being st- of there being so many poor sides in the league somebody's going to have to stay up and um, they're going to be down there there thereabouts I think they're a little bit better than the, than the Sheffield United's and the Blutons of this world maybe even the Burnley's but um Probably not good enough to take out no, of Arsenal. No, Arsenal be. I think this is a both teams to score. Arsenal to win. Queef. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arsenal. The quality that they have should be beating Bournemouth. Again, like Bournemouth, not in great form either. So, yeah. Jack, Arsenal. is there any yeah. hope for Bournemouth? I don't think so. Well, more than nothing else, Arsenal need to win because I mean they're already four points off of City. So mm-hmm. and they have them coming up in a few weeks' time exactly, as well. So. so it's a must win for them. Okay, Bear. Dare I say it? Everton are certainties to win next weekend. If they follow on from what they did last weekend, you said they are certainties. Will you put money on it? No, but I wouldn't put your money on it. Never mind me one. But Cueve, you know, Everton are home to Luton. Like if you like if you don't win at home to Luton this yeah. season, you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, like that that win came at the right time for them, especially now going to play against Luton. So. You'd imagine they could keep it going, um, Calvert Lewin. Like I mean, if he can keep they keep himself fit, as we said, and, and because he will support. score, he will score goals. Yeah, like. but it is. He it's, has it's, proven, it's, hasn't he, Jack? Like I mean, Calvert Lewin has proven to be a goal scorer if, if he's fit. Yeah, he's got into the England team on the back of you know a couple of good seasons. I'm sure if so. an England international scores two goals in the season, <laughs> he gets in the England team. I know, <laughs> but no, look, like I said, you know, previously, if he can stay fit, he knows where the goal is. But yeah. It's, it's staying fit is the, is the issue with him if Chelsea can beat Luke then anyone can beat him <laughs> <laughs> <My queen. laughs> but that's actually a very good point I never thought that uh, United are a home to Crystal Palace on Sunday they're a home to him tonight or tomorrow night in that tonight, EF, tonight, tonight in the yeah. EFL Cup we won't even have time to talk about that even though United are the holders of said competition um, these are the games Jack that you know you really can you, can you lump on United a 2-1 to one on to win a home to Crystal Palace no, yeah, okay. Now look, I think a lot and if he can't lump on him, well, then that means they cannot be. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I never back United in the bookies because it always goes wrong. But yeah. I think a lot depends on tonight's game as well because when you play a team back to back, the managers tend to hold back a little bit with tactics and maybe formation and you know rotating players. So it we'll see what maybe the, the squad is like tonight, but. Yeah, I mean, if we have any hope of getting into top four, these are the games we need to be yeah, winning. Yeah, like they're under pressure. Jack or Cueve, 
Give us a yeah. I mean, Crystal Palace aren't, aren't going too bad under but Hodgson. But you know, again, but, they're, but they're, they're, they're they're hard to break down. Hodgson yeah. now has them playing this. You know, like you you have to yeah you, you actually have to go and beat Crystal Palace. They're not going to hand it to you on the plate. You have to go and beat them. And you know whether United have the I think to do. I mean, look, yeah, yeah. I mean, at home as well, making a big big difference as well. Like, yeah, I'd have United winning that one X or two, Bear. <laughs> One X or two. United are at home. Yeah, so yeah, it's a I, one. I think they'll get their one nil or. But Crystal Palace have a good forward line. You know your Eze's, your Elise's, these kind yeah, of guys. Yeah. So with pace and and United and they have pace. Yeah, United are. I I see. You know the likes of Regulon is not in the the squad for tonight due to I think a hamstring injury. So yeah, maybe Crystal Palace. Maybe both teams to score and United mm. to win. Right, okay. Well, look at that. You know, like there was no words to describe Newcastle's weekend last weekend. They ate nil away to Sheffield United. They're home to Burnley. Um, I think Newcastle, their performances have been better than their results this season. You know, even against Liverpool, they were sucker punched in the last seven or eight minutes against 10 men. I, I think they win at home to Burnley, Cueve, is there Yeah, I think, and, and the way Burnley play will, will suit Newcastle. I think they're, Burnley, they're still, I, I, still I, too I, open. And I think they showed last Sunday. How much better than the bottom teams they are! I think there's certainties to be Burnley. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree. Yeah, with that eight nil was coming. Like you said, their their performances were better than their results, and yeah. if they can kick on from that eight nil win now, yeah, I, I I wouldn't have a whole lot of fear for Newcastle. I think they're going to be okay, and I think when you know come as the season hots up, I think they're going to be in top four contention definitely. You know what I mean? No. I think they'll struggle. I think the, I think the depth in their squad they'll struggle once Champions League comes in, and so if they stay in the Champions League, especially. Yeah, look at Sheffield United conceded eight as we said last weekend. They go to West Ham on Saturday at three o'clock, and you'd have to fancy West Ham at home to Sheffield United. You'd have to fancy anyone at home to Sheffield United in reality, <laughs> wouldn't you? Queen, give us any any hope for Sheffield yeah, United? Yeah, because I mean, look after West Ham's great start, you know, a little bit of ups and downs the last couple of weeks, but again, Sheffield United are going to be. Yeah. They're going to be rock bottom. I think West Ham are decent side. I think West yeah, Ham are very good. I think David Moyes is doing a brilliant job there. Yeah. I think he was he was one of the favourites to be first sacked mm. uh, after Declan Rice left. So brilliant. Yeah. Right front. Yeah. Yeah. as Jared Bone. And he's, oh, he's, he's brilliant. Back, back on yeah, top yeah, yeah, fine player. Yeah. Fine player. And it, I I have to say, I have a few friends that are West Ham fans. I've been, I was over in Upton Park a good few times back in the day, and I've been a bit of a, a small bit of a graph for him, even though they were a kind of a bogey team for United yeah, down through the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wolves at home. To Manchester City, there's only one winner there, and it's not Wolves, is it, Bert? No. Queeve? <laughs> no. Yeah, one more answer. I take it. I take it. That's that's four no's then. Yeah, so Wolves needn't bother turning up then on Saturday, right? Half five game on Saturday evening. Now, of course, Saturday will be a day for us golf fans. The Ryder Cup, of course, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. But I think wherever you are at half five on Saturday evening, you have to be in front of the Sky Sport. Uh, the television watches Sky Sports because Spurs and Liverpool Jack this is going to be a cracker yeah this will be a brilliant game I think this the, these are probably the two closest teams in terms of I suppose form at the moment uh, and quality you know and, and Spurs will be full of confidence after their their result against Arsenal on the weekend yeah. and look Liverpool similarly look they're getting players back from injury it's going to be a brilliant game I, I really think you just you. It's a kind of a game that you would hope for goals oh, more than anything else. Early goals, I think, would could we, we really make it. This is both teams to score over yeah, three point five goals all day long. Score draw. Do you think so? <laughs> I, I I give Spurs a chance here now. I have to say, but I think the bet is goals. The bet is goals, and they, with both teams to score over three point five goals, I don't care as long as both of them get one in the first half, and then we can watch second half. Queen, <laughs> Spurs are a good side, Liverpool are a good side. If this is not a good game, well, then we may throw yeah, our hat. Well, I have to back up what I said earlier on, so I'm going for Spurs to win this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And, and if I don't, if they don't, if Liverpool will win this, I'm going to look like some clown next Tuesday. <laughs> now, to be fair, 
you will probably look like a clown anyway, anyway. If, the, if the two people <laughs> yeah. right, for some reason there's only one game on Sunday at two o'clock I don't know why this is I haven't looked into it but there's there's no four o'clock game or half four game on Sunday don't know why it is but anyway, we'll be watching. The the, we'll be watching yeah. the singles yeah, in the Raider Cup anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Forest are home to Brentford. Um, Brentford are a hard team to describe. You know what I mean? If I, I have to say, I'd be tempted to back Forest here at, at home to Brentford and maybe for a one 0 or something like that. Jack is not agreeing with me. I know by his facial reaction. No, no, reaction. no, no, no. I do. I think. Um, I, I think again. With, with these kind of Brentford are, are kind of falling into the category now of just a mid-table <coughs> team they, yeah. got, they got up they've done really well to stay in the league uh, not in Forest similarly and I mean look they're, uh, Forest are 12th Brentford are 13th so yeah I'd, I'd go Brentford I'd go Forest I'd say they're decent at home uh, you're going to next I know, no, no I'd go Forest you're going Forest because they've made it hard on almost everything mm. they've played mm. you know yeah, yeah, I, I like Forrest as well, and like like Bor said, it made it hard. I like the way they're playing. That this bit of needle in the way they're playing. That guy a one year as well. He's he's yeah, a brilliant striker. Yeah, He'll be a lad that Chelsea will probably throw about hundred million at now. Oh, and and, and Forrest will take it. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, I can tell you that now. Monday night, love the Monday night football. Eight o'clock, uh, Fulham against Chelsea. Creeve, I give you first dibs on this. Like this is like I mean, there's a number of London derbies in the Premier League, but this is the ultimate one for Chelsea. Yeah. Does this West London derby? Fulham hate Chelsea. Now, to be fair, everyone hates Chelsea, but Fulham have a particular <laughs> despise for him. And uh, this is a difficult one for Chelsea, isn't it? It's an hour of abuse, like yeah. <laughs> um, oh, very difficult. Yeah, like as well in Craven Cottage. Look, it's it's again like where where do you find goals? Who's going to do? Is Nicholas Jackson finally going to do it? I mean, there, there's all these things of he's all these you know these XG and whatever they have now with all these yeah, stats, yeah. and he's won the highest for expected goals. And I know. there's a difference between expected and what actually sticking uh, it in. Uh, Barry, if you went into Paddy Powers on Monday morning and handed in the docket and said, "Well, they had four point or thirteen expected <laughs> yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah. Will you pay me out on that? What would they say? <laughs> I know what they say. Oh, whistle, whistle, Dixie. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Fulham, Chelsea. Chelsea will out football Fulham, mm. but Ful- whether they'll out score them, I don't know. Will they eventually? Is is someone going to get a hiding off a Chelsea jacket at some stage, or is that you know? I, I would put them into the category probably similarly to United. That it's probably not going to be a, a hiding like Newcastle have done. It'll be maybe a, a, a gradual build up of, of performances you would hope uh, if you were a Chelsea fan but again Fulham away from home is not going to be an easy game you know especially if you're struggling to score goals I'm yeah. going to give St Anthony 20 quid and tell him to find a goal for Chelsea somewhere <laughs> yeah but sure Todd Bowley could give him a billion quid <laughs> <laughs> he might play up front yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, you're a religious man was St Anthony a striker or was he a defender uh, or what he was, was he striker. Well, that's all we need now mocking his catching as if me look wasn't bad enough quickly the Champions League was back last week no great chance. Uh, no one, no. You know, Man City. Man City still look the team to beat, don't they, Jack? I yeah. know. Yeah, we have to say it. Mm. They are the team to beat in the Champions. They're the team to beat in the Premier League, and they're the team to beat in the Champions well, League. Even, even with Bayern Munich, we were saying last week could potentially run them. They didn't look any great shapes against United, even though they didn't really get out of third gear. You would have to say. Yeah, well, they were, and they were helped by our, by United's new goalkeeper. Of course. Jack, what do you think of this thing about a goalkeeper? We signed him because he's great with the ball at his feet. Now, where I came from, in my time, a goalkeeper had to be have a good pair of hands. So that doesn't seem to be an option anymore. You well, can have a... Well, feet plus hands equals yeah. a goalkeeper these days. So, 
I think what about feet minus hands maybe so but I think if you added both of them up I think he's probably he's, he he gives David Ahead a nudge I think slightly do you? yeah I think alright so. okay I have a feeling that the next few weeks is going to uh, well if you look at what David Ahead done in his first season for United we yeah. were looking to sell him after six weeks ah, yeah, very good point okay as always the hour has caught up with us we have a number of text messages we haven't got to them there's lots